Like, honestly, you, you, you never felt sexier than a group of middle-aged women screaming as you take your Star Wars t-shirt off. Hello, and welcome to Tea with the Morale Queen, with me, your Morale Queen, Millie Armstrong-Clark. This week, I'm talking to Jed Salisbury, who's a stand-up comedian from Hull. You might have seen him on telly, he's been on a few things. He's been on BBC Three's Naked Truth. It was also on BBC Two, who you call him fat last year. It was a really interesting documentary if you saw it. And he's only gone and got himself a TED Talk, which isn't out yet, but hopefully out soon. I emailed him like, can you send me your achievements? And he's just sent me an absolute list. Best thing in Hull since Chip Spice. Multi-award winning. Actor and director of the Hull Comedy Festival. Uh, he's a submitted sketches to the BBC as a writer and actor and you might have seen him do stand-up you might have seen him on telly and now he's there for a, a brew and a chat oh and he's Scunthorpe's comedian of the year 2015 because apparently that's a thing now I will say I did say to him on the email hiya can you keep it clean and he was like yeah no worries he tells the most unclean story I've had on the show so far. So, if you are of a nervous disposition <laughs> and you don't like a bit of smut, I wouldn't listen to this one. It's a good episode, I would recommend it. But, you know, it's not for the faint hearted. It's a mucky story, basically, so it's up to you if you want to hear it. But I would stay tuned in if you want a laugh. He's a good lad, he's Jed, and I really enjoyed chatting with him. So here we are, Jed Salisbury. Right, the dyslexic part of my brain always wants to say your surname like Salisbury, but I know it is Salisbury, isn't it? Yeah, it's Salisbury, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, some of my best friends still call me Salisbury. Don't. It's just because I'm, I'm sure I'm dyslexic and I'm thick, basically, so... Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, Jed Salisbury. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm very dandy. It's a good. It's a good Monday. Yeah. <laughs> you still um. Well, obviously you're not working, are you? Because you're a full time comedian. So you just yeah. you just dossing about. I am currently fun employed. Is one calling it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you got Have you got your cup of tea at the ready? Yeah, I got myself a. Re- you know what? It's the first time I've made a cup of tea in a while. Really? Uh, I made it specifically for this. Yeah, Aww. I'm a uh, I'm a coffee guy by trade, but oh, yeah? I was like, I'm gonna stick on brand with a cup of tea here. Oh, nice one. I have yeah. had a couple of coffee drinkers on, and I didn't tell them at the time, but I was judging them. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm you, pleased. You see, I used to work in retail, and tea was the drink of the choice. Like, yeah, everyone would be like, "You want a brew?" So I, I, I am a. I don't, I don't know how to say this, but I am a bi drinker. Like, I will drink both. <laughs> I'm a bi drinker, but I lean, I swear more towards tea. I, right. I just dabble in a coffee now and then. Oh, fair enough. You know, you yeah. practice in uni and you never took off. <laughs> you, you're curious years at uni when you think, yeah. no, go on. I'll try it. It's ridiculous I've got this far about trying coffee. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So experiment. Always come back to tea. Always come back to tea. While everyone else was on hardcore drugs, I was on my bros. Yeah. It's (laughs) alright, guys. What what do I need for the rave? I'm just going to take a thermos full of tea. (laughs) That was literally me at uni. I'm I'm not even ashamed. After after every single night out, I'd get in and make myself a brew. Oh, ideal. And they're always better when you're drunk. I don't know why. Uh, there's just something about a, co- a brew and a couple of biscuits that I hit. Oh, yes, definitely. How would you have your tea? Uh, I, I I have I have you see I have both of them same. I have um I have them white with one sugar. Oh, not bad. I've uh, I I used to have um two sugars and now I don't have any. And if I accidentally pick the wrong one up, it's got sugar in. It makes me feel sick. When you have sugar and you have one without sugar, it's disgusting. Oh well, I, I see. Know. I used to I used to be two sugars, and now I work down to one, oh. and I feel like this is like just my methadone. <laughs> like this yeah. is <laughs> slowly working it out. <laughs> Do you have to go to the chemist and get it in a little <laughs> thing? Yeah, it's it's a whole like I'm there with there with people I went to school with, and they're like, "Are you your fear <laughs> stuff as well?" And I'm like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, the good stuff." <laughs> just a shot of sugar. 
Yeah, you ever tried sweetness? Ooh, no. That's, <laughs> That's when you're me. really weaning it off. Yeah. Well, do you know what? my The way I got it off it was um started going out with a diabetic, who I'm now married to, right. went for a brew, and he was like, I don't have any sugar in, so I didn't have a choice. Oh. So get well, with the diabetic. That's selfish of him. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Why would he not keep the stuff that could kill him around? <laughs> I think he should have risked losing a foot. Yeah. It's only a foot. He's got two. He's got two. Do you know what? Right. This is nothing to do with tea, but it's just popped in my head. He's um He's got a Veruca at the minute. And this is... Basically, being married is just doing all the shit that you don't want to do. And you do it for another person, and it, all the disgusting bits. So I was like, right, I'm gonna go because he's like self-isolating, like a sado. Mm. And um, I was like, right, don't worry, I'll go to the chemist for you, get your Veruca cream. And they wouldn't give me it unless I had a doctor's note because he's diabetic. So something to do with feet, something to do with circulation. You have to be careful with your feet. So I was right. like, right, I'll um, I'll just go to Boots, and I won't tell them it's for a diabetic. And I got it, put it on his foot for him, because that's what you do, isn't it? You do make it's love, I Yeah, believe. it's love. <laughs> and uh, I read the instructions after it. It was like, do not use on a diabetic. Oh. I was like, oh. So every day I'm like looking at his feet like, are they still there? Yeah. <laughs> they are. Just just slowly poisoning him day by day. <laughs> yeah. And that's yes. all because he didn't have sugar in for my tea. I wow, take tea that's... seriously. That's what I'm getting at. That's my point. So you should. That's the ultimate revenge. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that um, <laughs> I've already got onto Veruca's. That's. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Things get weird fast, and I accept that in life. Yeah, that's true. Um, how was your lockdown experience? Lockdowns. Uh, you know what? It was. It, it's sort of crazy because, like, the first sort of couple of weeks, you're like, "Oh, this is fine." Yeah. Like, actually, you know what? The first week was the worst, actually. I lie. Because I just remember telling people, I couldn't go to prison. I couldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking that. I was like, oh, them poor people in prison. I thought, no, yeah. they deserve it. What am I on about? Yeah. And they've then got they've, in there. They've done crimes. Yeah. I haven't done anything. But, yeah, the, I know and what you mean. And the then first... you're all locked up. Yeah. <laughs> the first bit, I was a bit like, oh, this is all right, actually. And then... I think I go through waves of like, oh, this is awful, this is all right, and then quite enjoying yeah. it. It's weird. My household has very much turned into a prison, though, but we use biscuits <laughs> for, like, currency instead of cigarettes. <laughs> like, if you've got a packet of Jeremy Dodgers, you can get what you want in this house. What, you want an hour TV time? You can have that. Is it um, you, your mum and dad and brother? Am I right? Uh, me, my mum, dad, uh, and then I've got uh, my nephew who's 14 and my little brother who's 14. Ah. So it's been an experience hanging out with teenagers a lot. Yeah. Do you feel really old? Um. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I do. But I've also picked up their language, which is never good. <laughs> Are you saying, um, oh, what did I say? I can't even, I can't, you know, that's how old I feel. I, don't even, I can't even think of a young word. So, so they're very chavvy. So they say stuff like uh, gang, which is like when someone says, do you want to go to the shop with me? You'd be like, gang, which means, yes, I'll go with you and be in your gang. Uh, bear, bear, like lots of, they use bear a lot. Uh, and it can be used for anything. Oh, mate, you had bear cookies. What does that mean? Lots, lots of cookies. Oh, my God. Why don't they just say lots? I don't know. Lots in gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I? I don't understand when they say things are sick because I'm like, who's ill? I don't know. Yeah. What's sick. going on? <clears throat> you see, I was sick. Was alright when I was like, oh, that's sick, but nothing like. <laughs> oh, none of this gang stuff. No, it's it's a weird one. Like I've learnt a lot. Uh, decamp, which just means to leave. What? Alright, I'm gonna decamp now. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it, it gives me visions of them setting up a tent and taking it down, but yeah. now they're just. We just got up to go upstairs. You sound like you're in a Young Offenders Institute. <clears throat> well, I am. I'm surviving. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Because <laughs> I, in my head, I'm thinking that I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm no different to what I was when I was like 18. And then when you actually hang around with teenagers, not that I do it a lot, but like if you've got a job or something and there's teenagers there, you're just like, they are, they just don't have a clue about anything. 
Oh, yeah. The, the hanging out with kids, you realise how naive they are as people. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I saw that photo yesterday you put up on Instagram of you. Was that your brother in the supermarket with a dressing gown? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> They're just, oh, kids today. You see, he's such an anomaly to me. <laughs> right, so, uh, like, he's a little bit backstory. Before lockdown, he, like, he, he's, he's, it's Hellraiser. Like, we have trouble, like, police and stuff like that. Teachers, really? he, he's been kicked out of school. He's, like, just a naughty child, right? Huh? But then, like, also, like, he's the coolest kid I know. Because, like, he'll wear what he wants. Like, he, he don't care. He'll go to shop in a dressing gown. <laughs> he'll, um... But it's, like, real weird because he's got, like, such a hidden nerd to him. Like, he'll, he'll go off and do gang stuff with his friends. <laughs> like, steal bikes and stuff. Then he'll come home and, like, find out what Harry Potter house he's in. <laughs> or, like, watch Star Wars fan theories on YouTube. And I'm just like... Oh, he can't what? be gangster all the time. Exactly, he's a part-time gangster. Yeah. <laughs> I like them videos that he did with him. Um, the one where you were, what were you, you were like using him as like a giant weight. Yeah, and you I just, just chucked him over your head. You just threw him in the air. Yeah, he's really light. <laughs> I'm not that yeah. strong. Uh, yeah, we we did a. We, I kind of wanted to keep him sort of busy and like. Because he's not doing schoolwork, so I kind of wanted to get him involved and passionate about something that we're doing. Yeah. So I was like, mate, let's create some videos online. Um, we'll get... And he kind of got a buzz about how popular they got. Aww. So, we, yeah, we created a, like, a little mini-series called Jed Learns Things, and we uh, like just went out there and like I learned something new, but he was like the straight man to my... <laughs> yeah, like a double act. Yeah. yeah. And he's become more popular than I have. <laughs> Did he think it was going to be getting the ladies? Uh, well, I, uh, he hadn't quite got the charm of his older brother. but. No. <laughs> did you get many followers from that? Uh, yeah, you know what? They did like, They did quite well. Like did Each they? episode got like um, a thousand and a half views. Did it? Uh, 1, 000, yeah, so... Well, you're quite the TV star, aren't you? You've been yeah. Like, so, like, a I few was re- TV shows. Well, this is it. Yeah, I mean, I get around. Yeah. <laughs> so, from the list of things, you sent me a list of all your achievements. Didn't ask for it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I just said, hi, Jed. And you were like, oh, here's all of my achievements. I just like showing off. <laughs> the best thing from Hull since Chip Spice was one yeah. of them. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> is that in your opinion? or? No, it, it got signed off by the mayor. <laughs> that's all right, then. Yeah. Um, you're, um... Well, you have red chip spice. I don't know if I have. Oh, it's it's magical. What's, what is it? So it's uh it's I mean it's essentially like a red spice you put on uh, chips that's like paprika, garlic, uh, and a lot of additives and stuff. Oh, I did actually buy some yeah paprika and garlic for chips, but I didn't know that was the same thing. It is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's kind of different to that, but yeah, like we in whole, like you don't even say it. It's just known to be on everyone's chips. It's is a it? weird thing, yeah. And so when your mates go off to uni and stuff, what what you have to do is send them chip spice. <laughs> I've I've never heard of this being a big whole thing. Yeah, it's like our own little secret sort of spice. It's, um, <laughs> it's a weird one. What else is good about Hull? Uh, now uh, <laughs> we got the deep. We got the deep. That's oh, got penguins. I like the deep. Yeah. Uh, we're quite independent, and we got a lot of independent stores and stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of good. Um, what else is good about Obviously, Hull? Um, Jed Salisbury comedian. I live here, yeah. which is always a bonus. <laughs> and you can always catch me live in Hull. <laughs> Have you been doing any gigs in the park? No, that is... I'm going to... You know what? I'm actually... Uh, I'm low-key planning one. Like, oh. I'm going to go do one on the 4th of July. But here's the thing. I don't want to get fined a £1,000 because I don't have a £1,000 for, for organising a mass gathering. How many people is classed as a mass now? Well, this is what I'm worried about. Like, like, I think they can all social distance and be all on their own sections. Yeah. Like, I'm they're adults. Like, so I'm kind of not advertising it as a gig, but me just going. I am practicing my comedy live in a park well, at this time. If anyone park. wants, exactly. If anyone yeah. wants to come sit near me and listen to it, feel free. <laughs> Sounds like Jesus. 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I've got the hair. i got yeah, the hair and yeah, the beard. Exactly. Uh, and if you look at my Instagram, I've got 12 followers, so we are <laughs> going to smash this. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to listen, that's not your fault, is it? Yeah, because, like, I don't know about you, but right now if someone went, can you go gig? I wouldn't be able to think of my material at all, like, off no. the top of my head. I'm no. like, and I've not gigged or performed. This is the longest I've, never, I've ever gigged since in 10 years, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So... What were you doing before I think my that? last gig was Friday, before gigging. Yeah, like before you started. Oh, I used to work in retail um, ah. and stuff. Uh, so, like, I wasn't even in, like, a performance bit. So this is, like, in 10 years, this is the longest I've gone without, like, a gig. Oh, uh, yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, um, so, like... I know I'm not in I'm the same, withdrawal but... symptoms. Yeah. I only started last year, but I'm even like, oh, I really miss it. Like the whole, just yeah. the atmosphere as well, and like meeting different people. It's just like a good yeah, night out. Is... Yeah, well, this is what I always loved, like the idea of gigging, because you just go around, you meet people, and then you have these friends that are really good friends, uh, because you see on the circuit like a lot, and like you bump into each other, and like in 10 years, I've seen comedians have kids and them kids grow up and like fruit of the comedians jerks <laughs> yeah and, you know like oh i remember we used to do baby stuff about him and now he's graduating primary school like what uh, oh that's nice though i know what you mean um i've met a few people that i've like really get on with and i haven't even seen them that much and i think it's weird how you i suppose because you get that a connection with someone when you've got something in common i suppose like that yeah. other people it's hard to describe what it's like to be on stage to someone, isn't it? I suppose if you've not done it. Yeah, it's uh, it's the on stage is like such a solo experience, and so like you know, it's. I think everyone's had that buzz of where they've said something or done something, and people have laughed, and it's yeah. We're basically chasing that dragon, but on the social mm-hmm. aspects, you don't really don't think about how how much you see people. Um, That's true. And stuff like that is. It's so, sort of crazy. Like, a lot of comedians have been dropping messages and stuff like that, which has been nice, but it's, uh, it's a weird experience to be having right now. Yeah, it's really strange. I think the uh, the other thing, I don't know about you, I guess, I don't know if you've been doing it yet, but, like, I've been doing comedy since, through my, throughout my formative years. Like, I've been doing it professionally, like, three years, I think. But, like, it's a loss of identity that I'm not doing comedy anymore. Oh, yeah, but it's even weirder for you, yeah. Or I feel like it is. Like, it was like, this is Jed, and immediately Jed does comedy, and now it's like, this is Jed, he he makes videos with his little brother online. (laughs) (laughs) Not dodgy ones. (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I just, because I'm not working or anything at the minute, it's just mm. you just like yeah you, you you have a lot of time to think about thing everything don't you yeah. just like what's important in life and things so, so in a way obviously it's a horrible time for a lot of people but it's a nice time to reflect i think yeah makes you realize what you miss and what you don't miss yeah that's kind of nice what's the thing you miss most um do you know what just just literally just being able to like pop around to my parents I think and it just be normal yeah because do you know what I went to see my parents I've only seen them twice in the last like three months because my dad's like on the I was going to say high offenders list that's not the right high risk yeah <laughs> two different lists yeah <laughs> he's on a list he's on one of the lists right. um and so I was like oh I really don't want to risk it but then I thought right I'll see him in the garden at a distance it'll be fine yeah. and do you know when you've when you split up with someone and who you used to be obviously really close with and then all of a sudden you're like oh we used to like kiss each other now we can't and there's that bit of like friction <laughs> what are you saying about this and your parents <laughs> i don't know, you know how close I mean? you are as a family <laughs> <laughs> right that's right in my head that sounded not creepy when i said it out loud it sounded really creepy <laughs> What I mean yeah. is, there's like that, like, oh, I don't want to come in your space. Yeah, that awkward when you, yeah. like, when you bump into an ex and you're like, oh, do we... Oh, yeah, we, yeah, you don't know how five. to... High <laughs> Yeah, can't even high five them. Yeah. It's just, it just feels really strange. 
that's the only thing I can liken it to. Where you're like, oh. But so yeah, just being able to like pop round and be like, get the kettle on, back to tea yeah. again. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. I just miss seeing people normally. I think. What about you? Yeah, I think uh, socially, just seeing my friends type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's. I think that's been like the most difficult thing. Yeah, it's definitely. Just, like also uh, that and the loss of freedom. Like I, I was trying to work out like the top five things I miss. And number one's definitely hanging with my friends. Because I'm living with family right now, so I don't uh, really have that experience of yeah. the family I do see. I, you know, I mean, I, Need a I break. see them every day. <laughs> yeah, if, if anything, I'm the other end. I'm like, well, these guys <laughs> just get lost. Because yeah. uh, um, like, I, I saw them all at the Black Lives Matter protests recently. Yeah. And like you're like, oh! And you immediately want to like be like, hey! Everything, and then you're also like, but I'm at a protest for Black Lives Matter here, and we're doing something yeah. different. And like, yeah, I know what you mean. Like we we all stood in a circle afterwards, uh, and we stayed there for like an hour just ch- chatting. It was so nice. Oh yeah, I know because seeing people on like webcam isn't the same as real life, is it? No, that's just... what I tell my girlfriend. <laughs> not cheating it's just a webcam oh god why is everything i say sounding dodgy do you know what i mean yeah it's it's, it's really not it's like, like you're, done... a, you're actually real and in the flesh yeah oh, uh, nice i think one. i missed that i miss uh, i miss going out drinking like because i'm quite a social yeah. person gigging is probably then and then like cinema i really miss oh, going to the cinema yeah yeah i'm just like popping out for going out for a meal or a drink and it not yeah. being an issue. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, I know. It does make you... We're really going to appreciate these things, at least. I, I think you will for about a month. And then I'll go back to being like, oh, no, mate, I can't make them. Yeah. Sorry, can't make them plans. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. And and, um, and I'm sure you were mega gutted about um, Edinburgh Fringe being off. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... That was, I think, that was the low point of my lockdown. Yeah, I know that was that was gutting because you were gonna be in the well, you're gonna be in next year, aren't you? In the best in yeah. class thing. Yeah, you see, I think this is the worst thing about lockdown. I mean, other than you know people dying on a oh, yeah. personal level because yeah. no one I know has died. Yeah, uh, I know it sounds quite selfish to say this, but I think the worst thing is you've had to put your life on pause for a year. Oh yeah, no. That's not it, selfish, though, because it's just what's happening, isn't it? it? Like, it's sort of... Like, this year, I um, I had quite, like, a lot of good sort of plans. That one, we're going to push my career into, like, hopefully the next sort of steps. Yeah. And then also push my, like, personal life and financial situation into the next steps. Yeah. Uh, and then you, like, this happened, and then you're just like, I'm, I can't do nothing. There is nothing I can do. Yeah, my, it's weird. My life is on pause, and it kind of honestly. When I first found out Edinburgh was cancelled, I was like, "Good," because it should be. Oh yeah, yeah. But also, like, it honestly felt like I'd failed without even failing. Like type yeah. thing. It just because, like, I mean, yeah, you can be like, "Oh, your life's on pause for a year," but like, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next year. Not that there'll be another pandemic, but there might be some reason I can't go next year and stuff like that yeah no i know what you mean yeah i mean i was just gonna go to edinburgh to watch and i was gutted enough about that and i wasn't even performing but yeah i'm I'm disappointed and i can imagine it's a big blow for you but at least yeah next year it'll come round. i'm sure it'll happen yeah yeah it'll it'll be uh it'll be an experience so next year is what i've got my eye on now um and just looking forward to getting back again yeah, or well, at least we've got time to like relax a bit. Things aren't as hectic. That's one good it's thing. True, true. Are you getting much writing and stuff done? Well, I've, uh, when we first started lockdown, I thought, right, I'm gonna write like loads of comedy material. Yeah. And then I just thought, what is the point? Because I'm not gonna be able to do this. And then I just got a bit down with it all. And then I thought, right, I'm gonna need to get projects. So I obviously started this podcast, and then. Um, I entered a script writing competition. It was only like a five minute radio script. So I was like, oh, that's achievable because it's not much. 
Yeah. And I started writing, and I thought, right, I'm going to write something hilarious. And the more I started writing, the creepier and darker it got. And I was like, this is messed up. And <laughs> I didn't win, but I was quite happy with it. And it really like gave me a bit of focus. And I was like, oh, I've actually, what, yeah. What was it about? What did you write about? Oh, it was about this, um, it had to be twisted in some way and something to do with lockdown. So I did this, right. it was like this couple talking and you thought, oh, they're just like really happy. And then it turned out at the end that she had had him tied up to a bed and she wouldn't let him leave. And right. she captured him. Gone all misery on Yeah, it. it was a bit like misery, a modern day misery. I like. And I was like, oh, this is meant to be funny and it's so messed up. And and like, he <laughs> was begging her to untie him. I was like, oh my God, why? I hate this person. But it's me writing it. <laughs> this is what I mean. I love writing stuff. Uh, like, just like you... Like, I've written so much stuff, I'm like, well, I can't say that on stage. Yeah. And you're like, what part of my dark brain did that come from? Yeah. Well, then part of me is like, oh, it was a bit like... Do you like Inside Number Nine? Yeah. It was a bit like that sort of thing. And I was like, that's... ah. No, that's funny and messed up. Yeah, you can, you can be both. Don't you worry. Yeah. That's all right. That makes me feel better. But <laughs> so I've been looking at um, like just little things like that to keep me going because I thought oh, I just I can't get into the mindset of writing a full like stand up piece. Yeah, I, I I found it hard to write stand up. Oh, like because the world's not funny right now. <laughs> I don't I know. know. Yeah. Like you, you turn on the news and you're like, oh, this is the. So lots of people like like sort of we call have well, me and my friends call them muggles people who are in stand up. <laughs> yeah. But but they're always like oh, I bet you're writing loads of material and you're like oh, no there's just nothing funny to write about. Yeah. No, like, it really isn't. Like like you know you, you stick on like the Black Lives Matter movement right now and like Trump and oh, the whole lockdown no. situation and you're like I don't want to make jokes about this. Yeah. No. There's nothing like topical that's funny at all yeah i know um but yeah hopefully next year i'll keep thinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> next hopefully next year <laughs> yeah the sad stuff will be funny yeah oh and and yeah improved um exactly was it so this time last year was it when you were recording the is the bbc <sighs> two yeah. show who are you calling yes Pat? yes Which i couldn't think is... what it was called then yeah is the best title because people get so uncomfortable saying it. Well, I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm sure it's called Who Are You Calling Fat? But have I just made that up? Is that the messed up part of my brain that, you know, when you like, yeah. yeah. So I think it's, that is what it's, it's called. Let's see, there was such debate about the title because originally, all the way through development, it was called The O Word for a beast, ah. which was sort of, but they needed a title to get people in. Yeah. Um, and, the O like, word that wouldn't that wouldn't sum it nah, up. At all. It sounds like a like a, a naughty show your mum would watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's at book club talking to Denise about the O word. So, oh yeah, yeah Miss Mr O is so attractive. <laughs> it does sound a bit like that. Yeah. yeah, but then they'll change it at the last minute. Yeah, they they well first production. We pretty much got told as it was released and was like, oh, this is... Which I think is a terrible name for a documentary. I say it a lot. Now, what would you have called it? I don't know, but I mean... I, I do the joke on stage about... if It was called Who Are You Calling Fat, which is a terrible name because I even tuned in and went, oh, it's you guys. That's who we're calling fat. <laughs> um, but to, to, for anyone that's not seen it, how would you describe what it's about? Uh... I kept calling it Fat Big Brother, but that's not <laughs> acceptable. Uh, so it's a, it's basically they took nine obese people or people uh, living with obesity or fat people because each person likes to be called a different thing. Uh, and we were on different sort of levels of... like Some people were fat positive uh, and from the body positivity movement, some were insecure, uh, some was just like, I'm fat, here I am. And some people were working with charities to get obesity classed as a disease and stuff like that yeah and one guy had bariatric surgery uh to lose weight Uh, and they put us in a house and over 10 days we filmed us going on adventures to learn about body positivity but also to learn about health and politics and everything else uh to do with obesity oh yeah yeah it was good i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really good show 
It's really interesting to see the different perspectives on the same topic. And what? How would you describe your? Which camp did you fit into? Um, I I went to more the health side of things. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't even like I wasn't in. I wouldn't say I was in any sort of particular camp. Like I could see benefits from both, and I can see faults with both. Yeah. Um. I think that was the best sort of place to be because you should never be an absolute in these type things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I often found the debate the debate was there more with the health side than there was the body positivity thing was quite aggressive. Like like mm. you either was completely for them or you was against them. Yeah. And I was no, like, I, I can't Some deal do. with absolute. Yeah, some people did have quite um yeah, all or nothing approach and then you were sort of you seemed quite open to new points of view but Yeah sort of well, got on with everyone, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, well I went in the house with like such an open opinion because I was like I'm basically here because I make jokes about my weight. Like that's simply why I'm here and like Yeah. So I was like, I don't wanna come in this house and undermine anyone. Like, because I feel like everyone's got a valid reason. But also, like, I came in the house to learn. Mm. And so when I went in, like, I was there learning stuff and taking in everything everyone said. Um, whereas other people had clearly come in to push their own brand. Yeah. And promote whatever they do on the outside. Yeah, no, that was true. Um, I thought, yeah, it was, it's worth watching. It's still on iPlayer, isn't it? If anybody... Yeah, it's kind of... It just won a Canadian, like... Media Award. Ah. Yeah, we uh, cool. got an, it got announced uh, a couple of days ago. We won a like a big, like a really big like like a uh, award in Canada, which is oh, that's very random. Crazy, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it's still an iPlayer. It got extended from its initial uh, three month run to twelve month because it was so popular. Oh wow, that's good. And even today, like, even last night, I got a message from someone at, like, 3am going, just watched you on this, and I thought this, and I was like, alright, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, though, it's that a lot of people liked it, and it's just, yeah. a lot of people might not, it might not be a topic they think about much, and they might, or somebody might have an opinion on it, and it might open their eye to a different way of looking at it, and... Well, this is why I thought it was such a great show, because I thought it was a great, I think, some people who, who, who had talked in the show didn't like it because they felt it didn't go deep enough. But I felt, as a show, it was a great conversation starter. Yeah. Like, it wasn't there to give you all the answers. It was there to make you talk with people. Yeah, that's good. And, I mean, I, I don't know if it's because I was in the show, but I've often found it is a bit more conversational now with people. And it's, uh, like, a lot more people are aware of certain things that I hang out with anyway that, like... Obviously, like, it wouldn't have got mentioned before. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think it's, yeah, it is good to chat openly with people about something. Yeah. Um, to learn about other people. I just, I, what I really hate is, because I've come off Facebook at the minute, because it was doing my head in, because everyone seemed, like, really argumentative. And I thought, just, I don't mind having discussions, but I don't want to, like, I just hate arguments, especially online. Yeah. I prefer it, yeah. I thought it was a really good way of doing it. Just, like, get everyone together, discuss the topic. And you're yeah. also on um, the Naked Truth. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah that, that was a weird one, that. I, I got a phone call one random Friday uh, saying, do you want to be in this? And... I just happened to be with my friends when I got it, and they was like, dude, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> and that was for sort of a similar thing, wasn't it? Like a body positivity. Yeah, so this was like a 10-minute body positivity documentary where they got us naked um, and then interviewed us, but I wasn't quite happy with that because I felt... if I don't know if you've seen that one, but if you watch yeah. it, it's on, it's on I felt like it was quite obvious I went against the narrative that they were trying to <laughs> pitch. And like even when they interviewing me, they were like trying to dig for some like emotional well that wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Some people were quite emotional about it, weren't they? Yeah, some people were like, this is the... And I was just like, oh, I get on with things, it's fine. Yeah, you um, seem quite an easygoing, happy person in general. 
Yeah, I didn't expect that one to blow up like it did. I think by the end, like 2.4 million people ended up seeing me naked, which <laughs> I was not expecting. Yeah, wow. That is quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. And um, so how did, yeah, how did you feel? Did you feel awkward or...? Uh, you know, at the time of filming it, you sort of, like, the first five minutes, you're like, oh, God, there is a six-person crew, and I've got my willy out. This is not good. <laughs> I know, yeah, um, I remember the first time, um, it was only the second gig that I'd ever done, and it was in that little random YMCA place in Beverly, and yeah. as I walked in, you were on stage, and I think you were talking about that, you were talking about being naked, as yeah. I walked in, I was like, because it was my first experience of a, like a proper gigs, the first one was with open <laughs> mic, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. And there was about fifteen people there, weren't there? there wasn't yeah. many. And I remember that like you were obviously really funny, and there wasn't that many people laughing. And I thought, oh no, this is yeah, this is not was, good. That was a weird gig. <laughs> it was really weird, and I thought, is this what gigging's like? I don't, but uh, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's interesting seeing the different different areas, different types of people. But yeah, I remember you talking about that, and then um, yeah, I, again, that was a good a good thing to be part of. Yeah, I mean, well, there's the thing. Like, as much as I uh, say I don't like the narrative of it, uh, I remember I remember it coming out and being like, oh fuck, like because I've always been someone who's used humour to sort of hide his flaws and stuff like that, and like. You know, my insecurities. And I was like, well, now I'm naked on... Like, it kind of clicked. Even though like, I've been told... Look, even though I'd filmed it and stuff, I immediately, like, it was just blowing up everywhere on the internet. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, I did not <laughs> sign up for... The, like, like I didn't expect this. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I'd have the guts to do it. I don't know. No, and, and so thing. it's... I don't know if I would now. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do it now, but the fact that I did it... I remember being real, like, shy about it, but then I was, not shy, but, like, real upset about it, but I was like, I can do two things here. I can either get on board with it and push it and then people can't use it against me type thing. Yeah. Or I can, like, just sort of hide away. Yeah. And, like, people on my news feed were sharing it, so I was like, well, everyone's going to know, so I might as well just get out there and yeah. be funny with it and be like, here's this thing. Yeah. And honestly, I never expected the from both shows the feedback has been awesome. Oh, but I think good. like the first week that was up, I must have received 200 messages wow. from people that I didn't Gosh. know who had found me on Facebook because it turns out if you enter Jed and Comedy, it, I'm really easy to find. Uh. <laughs> Uh, of just saying this meant a lot like you feel the same way I do and it's just good to sort of have someone to relate to and stuff like that and people yeah. reaching out for advice which I found a bit difficult because I never oh. know how to give advice because I feel like I'm faking it constantly what's it called uh, imposter, imposter syndrome yeah. yeah big style even on comedy like, like I could be the most experienced comedian in the green room and I'm like I should not be here Oh, I get that with most things in life. It's just weird, isn't it? And you're just like, why? This isn't me. Yeah. I'm pretending. Yeah, it's such a weird ex. Yeah. Like, you could, like, like, even though I've been doing comedy for years now and I, you know, I, I make a living out of it and stuff, I, I always still feel like someone's going to come and be like, oh, mate, we just found out you're not meant to be here. And I have to go, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, but you are really good, though, so... Oh, thank you. And so are you. Oh, thank you. For a year, you're a very good act. Oh, thank you. And I can um, say that because we've worked, like, sporadically throughout the year, so I've seen yeah. you as you're progressing quite a lot. Yeah, you have, actually. That's good. Um, yeah. That one, in, um, the one that was on Valentine's Day, that was... That was odd. <laughs> that was that was a weird one. <laughs> I, I feel like everyone else did really well and I got up and like about one person laughed and I was thinking oh no I, I, I did off. not do well at that gig either don't you worry it was weird because it was like the poshest venue wasn't it it was so posh yeah it was like a manor house and it was just oh people I don't think them people had seen like stand up before no I, I don't think they had and it was such a 
Also, we had that awful long gap. Oh, yeah, yeah. For food, which was just not ideal. I don't think I was on stage till about 10. Yeah. And then, honestly, at one point, there was an old man that was fast asleep on the front row when I was on. And I thought, oh, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) But it was was funny, and we got free food. There you go. That's that's the experience. Like, and that was gigs where I'm like, oh well, I got this, so that's something. Yeah, and I'm sure. It's all kind of learning curve. That's true. Didn't we get told off by that woman for um, having too many of the um, what do you call them? Spring rolls. Uh, yeah, probably. (laughs) She was just like, um, it's one per person, and I was like, oh, I'm just taking them to my friends backstage. I wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> I was just having them. I definitely had more than one. I'm yeah. just going to throw that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you put free food out, I'm going to have the free yeah. food. That's how it's happening. That's that's one of the perks <laughs> of comedy is occasionally yeah. you get free food. <laughs> so when I emailed you about this, I said if you had any stories where you felt like you'd boost someone's morale or someone had boosted your morale or just a nice story you wanted to share. Right. It's weird because you don't think of like morale boosting, <laughs> or you like, like, in all all ones where you're like my morale was boosted was was uh, well, or just like a funny story where a funny story, uh, just like something where you thought, oh, that turned out really well, that was nice. I um, what can I tell you about? I can. I can tell you about... Oh, it's, it's quite a blue story. I don't know. That's quite... Uh, <laughs> it's about Doncaster Dome and the time I stripped in uh, comedy. Oh, uh, go on. Okay. it's. I mean, <laughs> if we don't like it, I'll just give you another story. That's just really <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, like, 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 we talked about, like, sometimes gigs don't go well, right? And I remember, yeah. like... But I often find, as a comedian... They're the stories other comedians want to hear. Yeah. Like, no one wants you to be in a green room going, smash this gig, smash that gig. And you're like, yeah. no, tell me about the car crash. Yeah, no, they are good stories, yeah. That kind of what brings us together. Yeah. Um, Like, I love that type of thing. Like, I love, like, I have more close bonds with comedians that I've bombed with than comedians that I've smashed gigs with. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you like, mean. Like, because it feels like you've gone through the muck together. Yeah. Uh, and you're in, so, then, in a way, you're each other's morale boost. So. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you got that gig and you're like, at least it wasn't this gig. Yeah. Uh, and, like, I've got a couple of crash gigs. And weirdly, all around Valentine's Day, like, um, we did one in Bradford for Valentine's Day. Um, the MC got his tyres slashed. Oh. They stopped the gig halfway through to sell illegal cigarettes. Uh, it turns out it was next door to where the crossbow killer used to operate from. The what killer? The crossbow. Uh, so it was a killer in Bradford what? that would go around killing prostitutes with a crossbow. What? Oh, that sounds like a medieval thing. Uh, well, this no, this was like eighties. <laughs> this wow. is crazy. And so uh-huh. yeah. Also, like the crossbow killer sounds way much like I was like that sounds cool, and they're like, oh no, he killed, he killed people. Dude. Oh my god, yeah, it sounds like a made up thing, like a comic book thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, was I, I was headlining uh, on Valentine's Day, remembering that I'm alone and I got nothing else. Oh. Halfway through my set, a guy got up, put his willy between his legs. <laughs> Uh, pulled pulled his trousers down, put his willy between his legs, and then turned round to show the audience what he referred to as the bulldog. <laughs> I, I remember going, "What is this? What is this?" Oh, it's the same gig where I got offered heroin as well. Oh my like, god! So there's something about Valentine's Day that just brings out the craziest gigs, because the year be- before, I'd done. Um, Ladies' Day in Doncaster, which <laughs> I think is an oxymoron. Like, I think. <laughs> so it was at Doncaster Dome, and they'd been drinking all day. And the bill was a weird one, because it went breakdancer, comedian, comedian, stripper one, 
me as a comedian and stripper too. What? Right. Um, well, that doesn't seem to fit. No, I, I, I don't know if this stripper had to get the last bus home or what, but he didn't <laughs> want to go on. Like, well, they wanted to break up the strippers and they were like, this fat kid and his jerks will do. <laughs> like, that's not... <laughs> You're one of two comedians. Uh, so there's no three comedians oh. on, and two of them got to go back to back. And then I, then there was a stripper, and then there was me. So like I, I had to break up the strippers basically. Oh my uh, god! Now did that? Well, surely the crowd was going crazy still. Well, well it didn't start well, right? Because I'd already, I'd been ill. Oh. I had like a viral infection, but uh, it was in between dropping out of uni and signing on to Job Seekers or yeah. getting a job. And I remember, like, the, the fee was a lot to me at the time. I was like, that's, like, a month worth of, like, not being on Job Seekers or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, I need to go do this gig. So my friend was like, well, I'll drive you. So all the drives there, I sat in the back of his micro, cramped up, <laughs> laid on the back, just snoozing, because I was so ill. Oh. Like, really ill. And then I got to the gig, and I just laid down, and pretty much watched things going on but like not focusing because i was really ill oh no and then i don't know if you gigged ill but as soon as you get on stage your name's called you're getting an adrenaline boost anyway so that kicked in and i was like all right for the next 10 minutes i will be fine to do this all right that's that's what i got i got 10 minutes i'm gonna give them my 10 minutes and go and they were hyped up by the stripper right like (laughs) Like, I went on and was starting doing my bits, and they were like, we do not care for you. Like, we we do not want you and your stupid jokes. <clears throat> and I was like, all right, I'll adapt. I was like, you don't want to hear stupid jokes. And I quickly established what they want is me to say filthy things to them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, be like, oh, they're so lovely dressed. They look better on my bedroom floor. Hey. <laughs> it was that sort of crowd. Yeah, like they were baying for blood at this point. They wanted a man. <laughs> and they had a boy with some rubbish. And you're going jokes. on like, how crazy are crisps? And they're like, yeah. nah, we don't want this. What's it like living with your mum? And they're like, look, our sons are at home. Give us a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and, blimey. And so I just sat in saying naughty stuff to them and stuff like that. Like, really hacky type stuff. But like... <laughs> Like, I was like, in my head, I was like, I'll do my time, get them on side, get off, get paid, go home, die. That was my plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then I noticed one bo- woman just kept rubbing her boobies. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's a bit distracting. What are you doing that for? And she went, oh, I just got a, a breast implant. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. She went, yeah, she, yeah, breast implant. Yeah, just one <laughs> implant. And she was like, do you want to feel them? And I was like... Yeah, right. <laughs> so she like came up to the stage and then was like, "But I get to feel your man boobs." And I was like, "That seems like a fair trade." <laughs> Whatever. So there we are, essentially feeling each other up. And then she goes back to her seat, and then is this one woman coming forward, and she had like one <laughs> heel on and one heel off, so like kept like jumping up and down as she walked. <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, um, I'm coming to touch your man boobs. And oh I was just God. like, no, it don't work like that. That, that lady let me touch uh, fake boobs. That's how. <laughs> and she went, well, I don't have any fake boobs. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I will say this. It will shock her. She will sit down. Yeah. Right. This is what went through my head. Yeah. I was like, if I can say the worst thing I can, she'll sit down. I can be like, thank you, I've been Jed Salisbury, good night. <laughs> so I said, well, let me touch your fanny then. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't come to saying it. I just said it thinking. Uh, and she lifted up her skirt to show she wasn't wearing any underwear. What on earth? And I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? And as I'm having this existential breakdown... That one of the group of ladies starts sh- shouting strip. Oh. And I'm like, gosh. what? And then the whole place just joins in. And they're all like, strip, strip. And I'm like, screw it, DJ, play some music. <laughs> and you and did. Start, 
he starts playing moves like Jagger. And I don't go the full way. I, I, I think I like took my top off by the end. <laughs> um, but if you went on YouTube, I think one of the comedians uploaded it and it's it just calls Jenny Bear Strips. <laughs> oh my God. That and sounds mental. Where was this? Bradford? Uh, Doncaster, oh, this Don- one. Oh, uh, and uh, I got a better reaction than the mill strippers did. Really? Yeah, it was. It was one of the craziest like, phys- like I've never, I've never felt sexy. Like that was, <laughs> like I took my shirt off. And I think the thing was, I think the audience went for it because they're like, this dude is not a real stripper, and yet he's doing it for us. Yeah. And then I got to. Oh, I had the. So yeah, it was such a. Like honestly, if you, you never felt sexier than a group of middle-aged women screaming as you take your Star Wars T-shirt off. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, this was early on, so I must have been like 21, 22. Oh my god, that's yeah. crazy! I bet, the, I bet they're acting like they're on a hendo. Well, this is—it was that mob mentality, yeah. and uh, I don't do well with hendos. I usually get harassed on stage by them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you were getting a lot of comments on um, that uh, on the "Who are you calling fat?" thing, weren't you? You're getting a lot of hair com- compliments as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's that's a weird one. I still don't. I, I occasionally like, people slide into my. I never know how to deal with that type of thing. Like I, because like people be thirsty. Like yeah. I don't. And also, for some reason, it's more acceptable for girls to say things to a guy than like the other way around. Yeah. Like, I like people would just be like, like message me things, and I was like, if I message someone that randomly, I would be a forum with a weird creep over me. Yeah. Like that would be, so it's such a weird sort of thing. Well, to be living in. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, if a man did it to a woman, it would be like what? Yeah. Oh blimey. <laughs> I, I, see, I've, I've left the end bit of this story out because I don't know if you want to edit it out or not, right? But at the end of this story, I was at the bar. And the lady with fake boobies came up to me. And she... It was the worst proposition I've ever had in my life. Because she went, Oh, you can come do me behind the bins if you want. <laughs> and I said, what? Because I, I was like, do you know when you're like, did I hear what I just heard? <laughs> and she thought I meant, what? Why behind the bins? And she went, well, you can't do it back at mine because the husband's there with the kids. And I was like... <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to go. I am going to go. I got my money on left. I got my money on left. How old was she? He's uh, been about 45, I reckon. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like a crazy night. Valentine's Day gigs. Wild. Yeah. Why? Wild. I found it. Yeah. And that was uh, the morale boosting story. <laughs> That's, I mean, the morale bit is, if you want to feel sexy, get naked in front of 45-year-old women that have <laughs> had too much Prosecco. That's the take-home message. You will never feel sexier than that. <laughs> Is that the craziest gig you've had? Uh, yeah, I think it's up there in stories. It was just sort of like depressing. Of like, like uh, something about Hindus and me that like they're like I can sexually harass this guy. Yeah, blimey! Yeah. Oh my god, and you've got a fan page, haven't you? Oh god, yeah, I've got a fan page. Yeah. <laughs> Do you follow that page? Yeah, yeah. I follow my own fan. <laughs> and people still think it's me, which is the crazy thing. Do they? Like, oh, you saw it. And I'm like, mate, I, yeah, it's a it's such a weird thing to have is your own fan page. Yeah. And they really fan, like, they don't, like, it's not even, like, a vulgar one. Like, because anyone who puts vulgar comments, they're like, can you not do that, please? Yeah. It is just a, a wholesome fan page. Where every day I log on and they tell me I'm pretty in a new way. <laughs> Didn't they, um, somebody got told off for being too vulgar? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, can you stop messaging the page with these vulgar things? Yeah. Like, like, I, like I know the messages I receive, right? Uh, are sometimes like, 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 it's a very much thing I'm quite about usually, but like, I do get sent like vulgar things randomly from people that see me on TV or or live, or whatever. And I, I just, uh, in my head, I'm like, this is just 
show business, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, usually, I ignore it, like 100% ignore it, because like anyone who starts off like that, you're like, that's not a person I'm getting in a relationship oh, with. Oh, yeah. So I know what type of things my fan page must be getting sent, and I'm just like, bless you. Yeah. Bless you that you have to also put up with this. <laughs> oh, just imagining some poor young girl that set it up and getting these horrendous messages. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for that story. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know if that was quite the uplifting story, well, but not but I really, think but <laughs> people can walk away and smile at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who listens to this podcast will laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not not exactly, but what I wanted, but it was it was good. <laughs> I mean, I could have told you about the time I did a TED talk. All the time oh, yeah. I raise loads of money for charity. But no, I am sticking with... <laughs> When's the TED Talk out? I have no idea. It should be around soon. Like, whenever they get back to work and editing, I guess. And what was the title? Are you allowed to say or not? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Life is Funny if You're Willing to Laugh. Ah, that sounds And good. it was all about how millennials are using uh, dark and depressive humour uh, to make light of the current situations in the world. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. So, might do you think it might be this year or next year? I just don't have any idea. Uh, I, you know what? I have no, I need to message. I need to follow them. Um, yeah. And follow up. I've been really lazy with it. Yeah. Like I just sure I'll get an email about it saying it's up. Yeah. And who who asked you to do it? Uh, so Newcastle University asked ah. me to do it. Oh, is that where is it a, was? Yeah. It, honestly, that was bizarre as well because like. If, if you ever get something that you're definitely not ready for and you're definitely not... Like, you in comedy especially and stuff like that, like, I don't know if you've ever achieved, like, or got a job or done something that is completely out of your depth and you shouldn't have it and then like, happy for you but half happy, happy because they're like, so how did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's just... Yeah, I wasn't asking in a um, no. well, nosy way. It, right? I was just like, I don't even know who the TED Talk people are. Yeah, well, this is the worst thing because people are... Like, I know people that deserve a TED Talk, right? Yeah. Fully should have TED Talks. And I got one simply because I was on a boozy night out after uh, I, I did some ring announcing for a wrestling show. Oh, yeah. And then we went out drinking. And I bumped into the woman that organises it. And she was like... You're the dude from the telly, and I was like, "Yeah, you're like." She's like, "You're the comedian, and all that." She's like, "Yeah." She's like, you "Should come to my university and do a TED talk." And I was drunk enough to go, "I should absolutely do that." <laughs> and she's like, "Cool, I'll message you tomorrow about it." And I was like, "Sweet, awesome!" <laughs> and she actually did. Oh, that's very really good. She messaged me, and I still don't know how that all came. So people yeah. were like, "How did you get that? Did you?" And I have to go. So I was just drunk on a night out, and yeah. it happened. <laughs> You can just see, like, sadness in their eyes. Oh, the people that are actually emailing them every day, like, please, can I do a TED Talk? Yeah, and I just got lucky. I yeah. just got... Sometimes it's just right place at the right time, isn't it, with these things? Yeah. Oh, that's, good. So. that's good. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Cool. I'll so, let you know when it's out. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Um, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, no, thank you for having me. It's been very the... nice to talk to someone. <laughs> bringing the tone crashing down, but still funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, this is what happens when you've been fake Jed for a cup of tea. I will just tell you the, the worst things. <laughs> how, how did your tea go down? Yeah, you know, it's nice. Uh, uh, I'm going to stick. I, I feel like I might have a occasional tea now and again. But oh, good. I'm, uh, I think I'm just going to stick with my coffee. I didn't ask you what type of tea bag you had. What's um whatever my mum had in. I, I don't. Ah. I'm, not, I'm not like a fuzzy, like oh this type of bag. Oh, not a tea snob. No, are you? Yeah, I, um, oh. I I look down on people for the tea bags. Oh, what are you? Why um, are you? Yorkshire tea or Ringtons are quite good. Mainly right. Yorkshire tea though. Oh right. mm, no, they're the men too. I look down on Tetley's. I'm just going to okay. say that. <laughs> it's just not as good. And I look even more down on the people right, okay. that have fine. like own brand ones. Like, mm. like as does own. Yeah. And you're probably going to tell me that's what you've just had now. 
no. If anything, it'd be. Uh, I think it was Typhoon. Oh, it's just. Uh, I'm just a taste snob. You know. I you feel like to... I'm really upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did I ask this at the beginning? Could have hung up. Yeah. Being like, oh, I've lost connection. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just like I've come and literally kissed in your cup of tea. <laughs> Well, thanks for being on the um, the poddy. That will never air now. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. And thank, thanks for joining me for a brew. Oh, no, it's really nice chatting. <laughs> I, I uh, look forward to us gigging again. Oh, me too. Thanks a lot. I'll see you later. Uh, see you later. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this week's Tea with the Moral Queen with me, Millie Armstrong-Clark, who you can follow on Instagram at millcomedy. Thanks very much to my guest Jed Salisbury this week, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at Jed and Breakfast. And if you Google him, he comes up, because I've just tried it. You can also start a fan page from if you want. Totally up to you. If you do, let me know. See you next time. I'll go put the kettle on. Bye.